welcome, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? Yes, welcome to Grizzly and Henny's Paranormal Cryptid Conspiracies. Reality or fiction, is it? Welcome, welcome. So let's see here. Thomas, hello there. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Standing Stones, and we got Crazy Witch coming around the corner. Alyssa, uh, he loves when I does that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He loves it. You know he loves it. Hey, Barb, what's shaking and baking there? Remember shaking and bake? Ah! Yes, did you ever watch that video I sent you? Yes. Partners in Crimes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I gotta, yeah, so I got to ask her about that. So what's going on with you, Chris? Oh, nothing, man. Just having a, another good day. July 3rd, day before Independence Day. Just had a half a day off, so. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that movie with Will Smith, right? We're getting ready to kick some alien butt, right? Yeah. Yeah, you so, think so. Yeah. Right. You know, the government only scrubbed that movie approximately 13 times before they released that to the public. Oh, so really? just a little that. FYI information. Yes, they actually did. I talked about that there. a lot of times on the Wake the Nation and not uh, just a plug for them. But, yeah, um, the government actually had a hand in that. So a lot of people duh, does not know that. So uh, what do we got in store tonight? Well, we got a uh, guest speaker. We got Mike Famelhunt, who's a uh, Bigfoot researcher that travels the, the U.S., kind of does a tour around the whole U.S. Uh -huh. um, he goes and does um, actual presentations and does a lot of research and hits a lot of national parks, and he's got some stories to share. So I thought we'd the bring Mr. Mike on. National parks. Interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Mike. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you doing there, Mike? Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is awesome. awesome. Long time. Happy no almost see there, Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, Sasquatch and Bigfoot and everything else is going to be running for cover here as soon as it gets dark again. So, all the fire. Well, the ones out there lighting off. them off. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where I light off other things that don't just uh, have to light by a wick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> So now yeah, shooting your guns. Yeah, well, I didn't say it had to be that, but you, yeah, I do like to have a little fun. Absolutely. So yeah. So Mike, tell us what you uh, you do for a living. Yeah, so you kind of <laughs> hit the nail on the head, Chris. Uh, I go around the country and I speak at libraries, uh, and, and what that does is that funds my trips around the country. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll pick a state. I'll say, hey, I want to go to South Carolina, let's say. Uh, so I'll email every library in South Carolina, and uh, the ones that email me back say, hey, I want to, I want you to come speak. I'll pick a centralized location. I'll camp there, film my show in the shadow of Big Red Eye. And uh, I do that for a living. It's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. That's pretty pretty amazing, right? So, what got you into Bigfoot? Yeah, it all Big it all buttery. began it all began uh, in North Florida. I know you're uh, you're from uh, uh, Florida, so so this mm -hmm. is a hits kind of nice and close to home for you, Chris. But, mid, uh, mid Florida. <laughs> mid Florida. This happened. This happened in North Florida in the Panhandle. Uh, we were we were on a we were on an expedition and uh, middle of nowhere Teresa State Park, and uh, the uh, we hear a tree knock from one side of camp, right? And uh, about five minutes later, I hear a tree knock from the other side of camp. 
and I immediately thought that uh, it was like people messing with us, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, a uh, about five minutes later, a fist-sized rock gets thrown and hits uh, about five feet away from our camp or a campfire, right? And I'm like, this is how horror movies start. I'm out of here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I run to the car, and uh, my buddy talks some sense into me. And over the course of the next 15 minutes, four more of these fist-sized rocks land like five to ten feet from us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my buddy throws a rock back at it. And oh, yeah, yeah, not the, not, the, not the brightest thing to do, but uh, he throws a rock back at it. And I knew it wasn't a person because a laptop-sized boulder came crashing down and landed like five to ten feet from us. So... That was my first little experience with. Now, uh, if you would have thrown that back, I wonder what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it was so outside of human range to. Like uh, that. What's that? Yeah, th- lifting something like that would have been heavy. Like yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, been. it's uh, we did some measurements the next day, and uh, the closest that this thing could have been was like seventy-five yards away. So. So unless, you know, Nolan Ryan's hanging out in the middle of the woods, chucking rocks, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, I don't know. I don't know what that could be. So when you say expedition, what kind of expedition were you on? Obviously, you weren't in the Bigfoot at that point in time. Yeah, no, it was actually my first camping expedition. It was with a group of uh, individuals that I I probably shouldn't uh, say, but... uh, uh, it was with uh, with a, a, a group, a national uh, national organization, uh, puts on these expeditions, and I went out with them. Uh, it was supposed to be with me and my my uh, fiance, and then uh, I told her we were going to look for Bigfoot, and then then we broke up. So that happened, and then uh, I had to get my buddy to come with me. But anyways, that's uh, neither here nor there. So that's uh, that was your first experience, and then. Well, it kind of drove it from that point. What yeah, else, well, what, you started not go hit in the woods, or yeah, you know? well, then then after the first first Bigfoot expedition, uh, me and my buddy Jimmy, we we're, we're now professionals, right? So uh, three weeks later, <laughs> we decide that we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go into the woods by ourselves because that's something, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. here we got two professional, newly professional Bigfooters uh, going out in the woods by themselves. And I'm doing, we, we started watching all the shows on TV just like, and, and we, uh, we saw them, uh, like they do Bigfoot calls every two seconds on the TV shows. So I'm doing a call every two seconds. Like I say, it's like a no holds barred kind of night. This is in Central Florida. This is actually you guys are tree. doing tree knocks and everything like crazy. Oh yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is in uh, this is in Colt Creek. So I know you guys were okay. just there. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so um, we're doing uh, vocalizations and stuff. So <clears throat> anything with a brain would know that there's two idiots running around the woods doing knocking on trees and doing these vocalizations, right? Anything with a brain would have gotten out of the area. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so my buddy, Jimmy, he's, he's with me again. He's, he's got a, you know, his, uh, his um, a big flashlight shining around and uh, comes across a pair of eyes. One set is a fire engine red kind of color, just like this or so. 
and then the other set is like an aqua blue color just like this so um <clears throat> uh we immediately thought because you know we know everything about everything now we immediately thought it was people in the woods we didn't realize that people don't have eye shine right right so because uh, we don't have night vision, obviously we don't have eye shine. So, anyways, we thought it was people poaching at night, so that was a little unnerving and unsettling. Uh, but, uh, uh, anyways, eyes just stared back at us, and we're, we start yelling like, "Hey, we're just looking for Bigfoot," you know that type of thing. <laughs> and the eyes are just staring back at us, right? And uh, then uh, all of a sudden, uh, the one set, the red set, turns and looks at the blue set, then turns and looks back at us and then blinks. And then we were out of there. That was like another nope moment for me. Uh, but we went back the next day and uh, the eyes were like like seven and a half feet tall. And they were just, there's no way it could have been anything, anything besides like a Bigfoot. So I don't know. That was the second thing that got me into it, and then then it just got from there. It just took off. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, and just to have something looking at back at you with two different color eyes, I think. And we've had we've had other people tell us um, an experience where they have multiple like pendants. It's almost like an, a personality with or a person with different hair color. Mm. Their eye shines can be all like can be green, orange, red. Yeah, well, we, as humans, we have different color eyes, so it would make uh -huh. sense that Bigfoot would have different color eyes too. I, I think. Yeah, I would say that for sure. Um, so, you have any other counters at that point? I mean, you've heard. I know you're out there still doing some calls. Um, I saw one of your calls not too long ago on YouTube. It was pretty funny. We have to discuss that one. Oh yeah, that <laughs> one. Yeah. That, that uh, one got a little silly, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was one. Uh, well, just released a video. Actually, uh, if you haven't seen it, you can head over to my YouTube channel, uh, Sussex County Bigfoot. But I actually passed out doing a Bigfoot call. What? Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty, it was pretty funny. It was. Uh, I was doing. Um, I was in this lake in Florida, and I was on like day seventeen of tent camping, and I was just out of it, right? And one of those, we hiked back like a mile and a half, two miles to this lake. And they're like, oh, you got to do a call. You got to do a call. And I'm like, I really don't feel like doing a call. Like, I'm not feeling well at all. Right. So they make me do a call. Peer pressure. This was all peer pressure based. <laughs> not cool kids. But anyways, uh, I was peer pressured into doing this Bigfoot vocalization. I did a nice howl and I just went down. It was it was a no joke. I, I did kind of like the dizzy thing, and then I was like, "Woo!" Uh, thankfully, I didn't hurt myself going down, but I was out of it, man. I saw stars. I'm okay, everybody. No no worries about me. I'm okay, people. <laughs> yeah, we got a funny out of it at least. We'll I'll have to play that for everybody when when we're done here. Um. So one of, one of uh Grizzly's favorite questions: What do, what do you think Bigfoot is? Yeah, so I think it's it's uh, like an undiscovered ancient uh, human, uh, kind of like a gigantopithecus type thing. I know that's uh, the kind of common kind of common theme theme above among everybody, but uh, I think it's uh, you know a relic population of, of bipedal hominids that live in North America, and they're just uh, super smart, super elusive, and uh, super intelligent. Uh, to the point where they know 
I think subconsciously and intuitively to avoid humans. That's why uh, it's very hard for, for us to get any sort of evidence of them. Okay. It's probably a pretty good answer. What do you think, Grizz? Uh, what do you think about these people that claim to have these, whatever you want to call them, living on their property and they talk to them every day? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I would love uh, I would love to have that kind of opportunity uh, and experience. Um, I I don't know um, much about like the habituation thing. Uh, I've not really gotten into it, but uh, I do know that some people very uh, very much are uh, into that, and it's it's very very interesting. Some of the stories that you get out of it, and and it's how come nobody wants to take a picture you get you get all this all this you know so close to them every day and you see them and whatever and you talk to them and whatever and i know you don't want to lose their trust or anything like that but at some point you got to take a picture of it or something right yeah well, you think so but at the same time uh, I, we've known some people and that's exactly what they feel like they feel like they pull out a camera it's just going to lose their trust completely over. yeah yeah it's like they understand what it's all about at least uh, I don't know. They have this weird, uncanny reason or way of avoiding cameras, anyways. Somehow or another, even when it comes to the night vision, we all know that's usually considered a deterrent. Like if you put out a deer cam, that's a good way to keep a bigfoot away. Yeah, because the IRs they they see all that apparently. What actually, when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, trail cameras, what I do actually is I don't know if they could see them or not. I think they probably can, uh, and I say that just because like uh, my night vision camera, if I look at a trail camera, uh, it's it's you can see bright it. as day. I mean, it's yeah. like a it's like a spotlight. Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's why uh, Bigfoot uh, avoid them. I think they could see it just like we could see a, a spotlight, you know, in the night sky, you know, and we you know whatever we would just avoid it. But uh, what I do with trail cameras is I still use them, uh, even though Bigfoot might be able to see them. What I do is I have three trail cameras and I, I put them in a semicircle around our camp and so that and I face them outwards. So that way, if Bigfoot uh, does see that the, the cameras, he'll avoid them. But if he's still curious, like I hope he is, he's going to come in that one little that one little circle that, that doesn't have the trail cameras facing it or facing outside of it. And then Bigfoot's and then we're going to be sitting there with our, our thermal cameras and uh, boom, get some clear, some clear thermal imaging of Bigfoot. That's a possibility, an idea. Yeah. I know they have some like non IR everyone's like more, they're more yeah. night sensitive type of uh, without sending an IR flash, but I don't know. I never tried one of those to be honest with you. So uh, have you witnessed any, any other kind of cryptids uh, in in your ventures? Because you're out there at nighttime. Grizzly, I don't know if he's got a picture of it, but he's got this this car. Uh, what is it, an Outback? Yeah, it's the Outback. Outback. Yeah. Tell us about that thing. That's pretty pretty cool. It's tricked out. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a 2015 Subaru Outback. And uh, fun fact, uh, I've driven 20,000 miles uh, just this year looking for Bigfoot. Uh, but anyways, 2015 Subaru Outback, and uh, what it is is uh, I took the whole back seat out, uh, and I made like a raised sleeping platform on it, 
Uh, I put some uh, some cabinets in the back. I have put a secondary battery, so I'm never going to uh, – I could always charge all my equipment and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I could, like, live with, live without it in it with the, in it with uh, for, like, a month or so before – obviously without food and water, but uh, without having to restock and stuff like that. So it's – it's good. It saves on hotel charges. I don't or hotel fees. I don't have to stay in a hotel. All I have to do is pull over on the you know side of the road and and whatever. Um, and it's great because uh, on the side of it it says uh, Real Big Bigfoot Mobile Command Center. And it's got all the graphics and everything on it. Um, and and that's like free advertising for the show. So I'll take that whenever I can get it right. And, all right. Um, uh, it's cool because people come up to me all the time and say. Um, you know, hey, I've never told anybody this before, but in what you, X year, I saw a Bigfoot. And the only reason why they would come up and they would say that is because I saw my car, which is pretty neat, you know? Yeah, this thing, we went out one night, um, I think Mike Aguilar had, we were in one vehicle and, and Mike was, this Mike family was falling behind us with his little toy, but that thing was pretty cool because it's got lights on top that shine in like every direction. It just blasts light everywhere which we Besides, found out we're not and, supposed to do yeah <laughs> yeah that is a good law by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> technically but yeah when nobody's out there in the middle of woods i guess you can get away with it for a little while <laughs> as they say it's only illegal if you get caught right but uh yeah pretty pretty cool uh vehicle for sure um so when you're out there have you witnessed any other cryptids any orbs any little weird things to just make you say, well, I don't think that's Bigfoot, but what the hell was that? Yeah, the only thing that um, I could relate to something is is not really um, uh, anything, another cryptid or anything like that. I've seen, uh, like I've been out a lot and I've I've not come across a dog man or, or a moth man or anything like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I've done, been down the Pine Barrens a whole lot in, in South Jersey. I've not come across a Jersey Devil, but... Um, whatchamacallit is um uh what i have come across and this is right before so so we witnessed there were five of us and we witnessed this light this red light and it was just zigzagging across the sky doing like an m pattern going across the sky and uh about 15 minutes later i did a bardal call uh you know a whoop, 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 type thing and uh we got the best Bigfoot vocalization we've ever got back. So oh, yeah. it's not, to me, it's not, I can't correlate the two together. As a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, you, UFOs and Bigfoot, they go together. I still don't think they do. I think Bigfoot's a biological species, just like you and I, just like a duck or what? a chicken or a, or a dog. But you or just did. Like that. Yeah, but 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 I I kind of <laughs> yeah I kind of yeah. I guess so I don't know it, it, just, it was two things that happened simultaneously yeah I mean that's and that happens a lot there I mean we got BFRO and people report their stuff all the times and they extract all those odd things off to the side but then there's if you really add all those odd things back in uh, there's there's a lot of that that is getting left out and people are are reporting on it it's, makes you wonder you know. Everybody wants to know, Mike, what state are you from? I am from New Jersey, the wonderful, wonderful state, the garden state of New Jersey. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go, Rebecca. New Jersey. Yeah, so we have teriyaki. 
They look oh oh Tiki Tiki. Where the hell did I get teriyaki from? Teriyaki, hey. Yeah, Someone's there we hungry. go. You know what I'm thinking of? They look creepy creatures <laughs> that take you from your house. The hell with that, Irene. I'm not coming to Japan now. You done scared me. Uh, hey Russell. Hey Barb. Uh, yeah, thank you. She says thank you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Tiki Tiki never heard of that one. I've <laughs> never heard of that either. That's something we're gonna have to look into. All right, time so, to look it up. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but uh, nothing in the woods ever like made you like run for the hills or anything. Yeah, you know, rocks. well, the rocks thing that was not cool. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the one time that uh, I was not okay in the woods. So I'll tell you the story real quick. I I've been on this. Um. Uh, a bunch right uh, a bunch of times and uh i could do this trail blindfolded backwards day night no problems whatever i was hiking at one time and i got about a, a half mile in and uh, i came across a, a tree break and then all of a sudden at that tree break i could, i felt like i hit a brick wall and i couldn't go any further and it was the weirdest feeling that I've ever, yeah, I've ever came across. I don't know what it was, but like goosebumps and everything. And I actually had to call my buddy to come pick me up because I, he was, you know, he was going to, I was going to do a drink and he had to come uh, pick me up because I was, I couldn't go any further. So that was, uh, that was just one of the other kind of things. I think it might've been Bigfoot infrasound actually. I was going to ask you that if that's what you think that might've been. Sounds quite a bit like it, don't it? It sure does. You yeah. might have walked up, walked up into, into yeah, something you weren't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It's all recorded I've too. It's other on the YouTube channel, so you can check it out. Oh really? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that one yet. That's so interesting. So Standing Stones wants to know: Have you ever been to New England? Looking around. Oh yeah, uh, I actually have. I'm leaving for Maine in two days. I got a, a library tour coming up in Maine, which I'm super excited about. Uh, and then uh, I'll be in New Hampshire and Vermont this year, so keep an eye out for me as well up there. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, we've been to uh, uh, all over New England. Have, the only place we haven't been to is Rhode Island or Massachusetts yet. I haven't gotten to Massachusetts. And uh, during your travels, you arrange meetings with uh, other avid Bigfooters sometimes, and and even uh, you know, I know I, I've actually wanted to hang out with you, but I'm sure you've had quite a few different meetings with other folks that have been in the community. Uh, do you have anything that's really cool and memorable that you, you want to share? Like what's your, what's your best memories of, of going out with other Bigfooters? It's, it's, you know, um, I gotta say it was, it was going out with you guys in the Everglades. Uh, that was a trip that wasn't no, you're just, you're just saying we're going to go on that. <laughs> no, no, it was a swamp buggy that did it. We took the swamp yeah. buggy thing and and legit rode through the Everglades, and it was the coolest thing I think I've ever done before. It was it was so legit. Mike was in the middle of his tour, and we actually met with him up at um, in a little north of where I live. Um, I can't even remember; it wasn't quite as far as Ocala, but it was it was in a, a drier part of the woods. was wasn't in a bunch of swamp. Yeah, with the Coochie Woods and our state forest. And uh, we went and hung out there and had a, had a good time. So 
we were already planning on heading down to Everglades to go see Sheely, and we were like, hey, Mike, why don't y'all go down there with us? And it kind of just spontaneously happened. So that, that turned into a, a pretty cool adventure for sure. Uh, we did all kinds of stuff, kayaking through the mangroves to mm. out Bigfoot in the middle of the night. I cannot so believe we of, didn't tip that kayak. I am still shocked by that. that that's still... Um, <laughs> And uh, and we didn't come across any uh, pythons. No. I was a little I was a little upset by that, but that's okay. Well, apparently, you know how the media news is. You, you if you're in Florida, you've heard about the pythons like invading the Everglades. That's what you think. You go down there and you'd see pythons everywhere. And the whole time I've been down there many times and I haven't seen one, other than what Dave Sheila has in his, you know, <laughs> in his in his little zoo there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's uh pretty interesting. Apparently, uh, according to David, that the most of the python hunting isn't guys walking around in the swamps in the Everglades. They'll just they drive around until they see one crossing the road, and that's how they catch them. So Sounds that's like a, a bunch good of way to look for the skunk ape too. That's a bunch of TV, right? Yeah, well, we did that. We went out one night. <laughs> <laughs> we we did go out one night when they were down there. We all went drove around about one or two o'clock in the morning looking for for uh pythons and didn't come across any but we definitely had a good time there's no doubt about that so but rebecca anyway. wants to know about mount katadin mount katadin yes just, there uh yeah katadin, but, there we go thank you plenty of sightings around there uh there's uh i can't think of anything specifically off the top of my head uh our tour it does not bring us up that way unfortunately this trip it was actually we were going to uh do it for my birthday my birthday is actually in a couple days july 7th we were going to hike uh mount katadin for my birthday but unfortunately we won't be able to do that i'll be in mexico maine doing a library presentation but that's cool um but yeah plenty of stories out of out of that area of uh out of maine it's awesome up there you got the hundred mile wilderness that has a, a ton of bigfoot sightings out of there as well do you uh, pre-plan these? Because uh, I know you do a lot of campsite visits in between your your tour dates or whatever. Um, so you you like research all that, trying to figure out where the most sightings are in an area, and, and try to hit that up. Or yeah, how do you work yeah. What I do is uh, I have a uh, it's an app called Caltopo. It's a it's a website. Uh, it's a it's a backpack app and what you do is or what I do is I put all my uh, library presentations on it and then where my base camp's going to be so I see I can see like how far away each and everything is and then what I'll do is in that uh, area of the library presentation I'll, I'll put a, a park or a forest or something to go hike and explore so I could do that before or after the library which is awesome it's something you know fun to do thanks that's interesting now Liana she did not hear the beginning, but she wants to know, she's very curious about you. And she wants to know, have you ever experienced anything with UFO, ET, or anything paranormal when you're out there in the woods playing around? Yeah, we talked about the UFO thing. I saw a red zigzaggy light thing that I can't correlate too much with Bigfoot. Uh, we saw that and I did do a paranormal investigation one time. I was invited out by the lady Ghostbusters. I can't say no to that, right? And uh, they invited me out and uh, we we did this thing. And I'll tell you, 
we saw something on the SLS camera that's like a structured light sensor camera uh, that that uh, it puts like dots and stuff. I don't know. It's it's one of these weird things. But anyways, we saw it in the bathroom and it was doing it was a stick figure and it was doing what we were telling it to do and it was crazy. Never again. Wow. I'm never gonna do a paranormal thing that bad of me. I'd rather come across an eight foot tall, one thousand pound bipedal hominid in the woods. Mike, you and I are in the same same boat yeah. with that one. <laughs> yeah, you can keep the paranormal stuff. stuff. Yeah, I don't deal with stuff I can't see. Yeah. Have you ever so messed with you... the SLS Grizzly? Have you ever seen one of those? Are you crazy? No. <laughs> I got enough problems in my own right now. That's one thing I will not buy and use in my no, uh, -uh. no. I got yeah. no. You was not on my show the other day uh, when I had my new dolls that jumped three and a half feet from the top of my studio desk and let and landed next to my mouse with my hand next to it. I about doo dooed all over myself. I about jumped out of my chair and flipped out. <laughs> This, one of them's got Cindy written on the bottom of of the doll. I mean that flipped is that me the, out. Is this that the creepy to... one? Oh no! Yeah, oh, you haven't seen nothing to the one. I no, got I saw today. I saw that one creepy. Oh man, I don't oh, know. Yeah. So he's got a whole whole bunch of haunted dolls that he keeps up on our shelf above them, and they they mess with them during the shows, which yeah, deservingly so. That's what you get. Verified by my psychics. <laughs> I got a panel of psychics, and I thought it'd be funny, you know, doing a show on paranormal. And I showed these some of these dolls to my psychics, and they were like, ah! I'm like, what do you mean? Where, what's, where, what's wrong with you? They're like, you better get rid of them. I'm like, why? And then it's a lot. It, 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 it's a whole, yeah, yes, Stanny Stone, written Cindy. And I'll show you that on my next show on the Paranormal Show. You missed a lot. But uh, I forgot I was going to ask them. You all got talking about paranormal. That's, that is free. That is free. What do you think about the government in Bigfoot? That's my question. Yeah, I mean, the government's got it. That's the G word that I, you know, that's a whole topic. Uh, I think that the government, if, if Bigfoot does exist, just like UFOs or UAPs or everything like that, I think uh, uh, big, uh, the government would probably know about them. Uh, I don't think they're ever going to release that they do know about them uh, because if, let's say, let's say they, that's Bigfoot uh, is a discovered species, right? It's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a uh, uh, um, call a dangerous species for sure. Right? Uh, right. And they're going to, that means that they're going to be protecting the, the forest that it lives in. So that means um, like all the logging up they do in the Pacific Northwest and stuff, that's all going to come to a stop because that's all going to be protective, protective forest land now for, for, for the species of Bigfoot. So, I don't think that's ever going to happen, unfortunately. But what do you think the government's so interested in it? What, what, what? Because I mean, there's plenty of reports of Bigfoot, you know, things happening, people dying. You know, the government comes, cleans things up, and basically makes things go away. What, what do you think there would be an interest in that? Other than, because I mean, you think about it. If, if there's a gorilla involved, right? Silverbacks are endangered. Um, mm -hmm. see if those are running around the woods. You think the, you know, the G man, the government man would be so interested in protecting those? Well, I mean, I don't think, again, if you have, if you, if you have Bigfoot discovered as a species and the government says, Hey, guess what guys? Uh, you got Bigfoot for 
turn around behind you. You got the silverback behind you, right? Uh, in your woods, everyone's gonna go. Uh, everyone's gonna try to shoot one of these things, and, and everybody's gonna gonna running in the woods with ghillie suits on and stuff. And what does a person in a ghillie suit look like? A Bigfoot. Uh, so I think they got to protect the species like that because, um, you know, you have these crazy people running around the woods with these guns and stuff, and people are going to get hurt for sure. Yeah, we do that already. There's, there's oh, idiots yeah. out there running around like that anyway. So. Are, <laughs> so you the point. are you calling <laughs> no, me out? Are you calling me out? No, not you. He's calling me out. You're not a ghillie suit, are you? No, no. <laughs> okay. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Stay back. Stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Grizzly and Hemi's Paranormal Cryptic uh, Conspiracies. We got Mike with us. Welcome back, everybody. So how you doing, Mike? What do you think so uh, far? Are you enjoying the show? This is great. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah, Good. awesome. Glad to hear that. Uh, yes. Uh, welcome back, Barb, Thomas, and E-Rev. So, yes, Jackie, or Rebecca, yeah, I think Jackie's mad about her dolls having competition. But, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. That is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, but no, so what, so really, I mean, so we know that when they found that spotted owl in the Midwest, what was that, eight or nine, ten years ago, the industry, log industry came to a standstill. Absolutely. And they had to like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? You know, that, now the logging industry, ladies and gentlemen, that, that, did the plywood that did paper towels that did paper plates i mean they did everything that you know paper i mean anything paper related i mean it affected everything so they had to put so many thousands and thousands of acres to set aside for this spotted owl that they thought was extinct but it wasn't so i don't know oh, i think no, there's imagine more to it imagine a bigfoot now doing doing the same same thing you know and how many hundreds of thousands of acres that they're gonna have to have to put aside yeah. i don't know because it's it's coast to coast and worldwide so that's it's gonna be interesting mm -hmm. that's for sure so when you uh during your ventures uh you said that people come up to you tell you about hey i've seen a bigfoot um because your car and all that like you mentioned What's the most memorable stories that you've you've just come across people meeting, whether it be camping or whatever, that they told you just 
made you say, wow, you'll never forget that story? I think the coolest one uh, happened a couple years ago. Um, and uh, I, so, so I, I, I talk about Bigfoot a lot, like every day of my life, right? So there was mm -hmm. one day that I just wanted to take off of Bigfoot where I didn't want to talk about Bigfoot, right? So I go to this local establishment up in Sussex County, up where I'm from, and I park and I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. So I get out of the car and I hear Bigfoot from like across the across the parking lot. I said, oh, great. All right, here we go. I'm not going to take off tonight, I suppose. But anyways, <laughs> this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, uh, my grandfather uh, has a Bigfoot cast. Uh, he's never shown anybody. Do you want to see it? Excuse me. And I said, uh, I said, no, I'm off tonight. No, I said, absolutely. Of course I want to see it. Right. You know, uh, so about three weeks later, I went up and I meet this guy, uh, this gentleman, elderly gentleman, and uh, he had not one, but 70, seven zero Bigfoot casts that he's never shown anybody before, all from Sussex County. So that makes you wonder how many other people are holding on to evidence that they've never they've never told anybody about. Right. Wow. Seventy. Wow. And you've seen them all? He showed yeah, you some of yeah. the best ones or what? Yeah. Yeah. He, he how, let me rummage through them. <laughs> how big? Oh, they were all different sizes. I mean, it was awesome. Wow. All different sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we found, cool. we found uh, up in that same area, we found a 17 or a 15 and a half incher on the snow a couple of years back in 2014, about nine years ago now. So you found have you made a bunch of casts yourself? Have you come across quite a few footprints or uh no, you know, it's unfortunate because the footprints that we do find are it takes it takes a really good uh you gotta you have to have really the good conditions to be able to find a castable footprint. I think we you mm -hmm. know, as Bigfoot researchers we understand that. So it's hard to come across ones that you can actually cast. Um uh, for example, the ones that we found up in High Point State Park, they were in the snow. So I know you can cast in the snow, but these were just not able to be casted because they were just unable to. Um, I found footprints in the Pine Barrens that we've casted in the past. Uh, they were juvenile footprints. They, were, they uh, What was cool is they started out as uh, um, uh, uh, you know, juvenile, five inch, and then a couple years later, they were uh, seven inches, and a couple years later, they were 12 inches. So I don't know if wow. that's the same Bigfoot or if someone, you know, I, I, but I, I don't think, you know, it, uh, someone's messing with us. You know what I mean? That takes a yeah. lot of, uh, it would take a lot of. Uh, do, you, do you believe they're families all? Yeah, I think they live in family groups. Uh, I think in New Jersey here, perfect example, we have nine Bigfoot in the state. I think there's, uh, I think there's a group of four uh, individual Bigfoot, and I think there's another group of five. I think they uh, they they roam counterclockwise around the state. Actually, that's interesting. I never, I never heard of that. So they actually yeah. all the group all the groups move at the same time, or yeah, yeah. Well, you see, you have sightings increase in New Jersey depending on where you are in the state. Uh, sightings increase uh, by eighty percent every third year. So um, you got to wonder, like, how? Why is that? Right. Mm -hmm. So why do we think like what could that what could do that like why we people have said uh, migration could be migration but that would be a yearly movement. Uh, some people say it could be because of mating and their babies and stuff like that. Definitely could be, uh, but uh, I think it's because they're nomadic. 
and I think that they uh, they they follow the food, right? I think they uh, they do that because if you take a and I think they eat what bears eat. So bears eat like uh, berries, bushes, grasses, shrubs, and stuff like that. Uh, so if you take a berry bush and you strip that berry bush completely, uh, so there's no more berries and no more leaves left on it, and then you break it, it takes three years for that berry bush to grow uh, berries again. So you could see that three-year uh, nomadic uh, <laughs> cycle, I believe. Yeah, it's interesting, and I I would challenge any researcher uh, in the in in their own area to try to uh, try to uh, you know come up with their their own. Uh, see if see if they have a nomadic movement in their area. So put some more pieces of the puzzle together. You know, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, think about it. They do. It is seasonal, especially where you're you're traveling for the most part. In Florida, it's a little different. I don't think mm -hmm. the seasons we just have essentially two. We got a wet and a dry season. Right. I'm sure, the hot and cold isn't a big enough variable to even be a thing. So it's just wet and dry season here. So um, the the swamps kind of move push things out and allow things to come back in as they dry up um up north you know you got that that cold snow the the spring the berries everything so that that becomes definitely more i think mm -hmm. more potential for nomadic activity um i mean it just makes sense to me at least yeah well that's what our ancient humans used to do before we settled down and started farming and stuff like that we followed the food so it just makes sense i think Liana King wants to know if you would guess how long do you think the juveniles rely on their mama? Oh, geez. I don't think we could even venture to guess. Uh, a couple of years, I would, I would guess before they're, before they're, you know, mature enough to, to be on their own. I would, I would imagine. I don't know. It's a good question. And I'm sure they. I'm sure they got every. They got every stages of life too, right? They probably have teenagers. Right. Like, right? I mean, that's yeah. a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Stanley Stones. Yeah. Does Mike know about Lorraine Coleman's Cryptid Museum up in Portland, Maine? Yes, we did an episode uh, up there. Our main episode uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, we uh, filmed up in there, which is really awesome. He let us uh, go up there and film, which he doesn't let anybody go up and film there. So we got kind of special privilege, which is really. Oh, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. That's, That's cool. very awesome. Very awesome. I'm, I'm going through the comments right now. Yeah, I see. We got a lot of comments going on. Jeez. Yeah, oh, yeah. They are very talkative right now. Uh, <laughs> here in Tennessee, it's the picnic and dumpster diving season. Uh, <laughs> so they are more nomadic, uh, Ninja Dave mm -hmm. saying. So, yeah, I mean, we hear a lot of that around here in the down south that they do dumpster dive. We have one mm -hmm. guy was filmed. I'm not going to say what episode. And he pulled out his four or five and got scared and popped off around at it while I was in the dumpster. Now, what in the hell was wrong with him? I mean, that let the damn thing eat. So, I mean, he was waiting for it. He knew he knew it was going there. And the guy even said on TV, I, it was just amazing. It was incredible. I never forget watching that episode. I still laugh every time. Mm -hmm. Standing Stones wants to know, will you sign a book for him? No, I think he was saying the guy that uh, he was talking about Lauren in Portland. Coleman. Yeah. He, oh, he signed a book know. for Standing Stones. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll oh, definitely okay. sign it. I didn't write it, but I'll sign it. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the book was Avengers of Tom Slick and his quiet quest of the Yeti. Oh, I got you. All right. Thank you for clarifying, cool. clarifying that up. 
Yeah. But no, it's just, I never forget that episode because the guy was in, and that's another thing too, is that the Cherokee nation around this part of where I, I live in Kentucky and, uh, uh, Val lives in Michigan and, uh, and we interview a lot of indigenous people because then, and they tell us a lot of, uh, I don't want to say secrets, they tell us a lot of information and they call us white people. And, uh, and I don't get offended by that, you know, but, uh, it is what it is. And, uh, one thing that he taught us is they do know Indian language. Hmm. And I was like, what? So one of the things we were taught, what, 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 what wasn't we, Chris? OCO. So next time you're out in the woods, say that and see if you get a response. OCO. And that Hmm. means what's your name? And, uh, and this guy takes people out. He's got Cherokee blood and he, he had a guy with him with this thermal. And, uh, he's like, look, there's one right there. And the guy's like, let me see. So he shared his thermal and he said, watch this. He's like, oh, see, oh, and, uh, but he had his ethnic, you know, that's whatever his dialect, you know, when he said it, mm-hmm. and thing said, no. And the guy's like, take me back. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be here. I want to go. Take me back to the car. I don't want to be out in the woods. And the guy freaked out. He's like, what did he say? And he was like, no. And he's like, what do you mean? No. He said, no. He told me, no, he did not want to respond. Hmm. So, I mean, that would freak me out, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that would, uh, so, yeah, no. Uh-uh. If they, so, if they actually have a language and they can communicate with humans, that's crazy. I mean, that, that takes her that takes my my belief of how intelligent they are to a whole different level. If you, uh, um, you haven't watched the uh, Randy story, I, apparently, Mike, uh, we, no. we got a guy who he told a story, an incredible story. I can send you a, a link to the, uh, the, the whole, he basically got on a podcast for an hour and a half and told a story. It's crazy. But he, as a kid, played with juveniles. Okay. And... Yes. He told us, I mean, this, the story is so detailed. It, it gets to the point where, and you just see him, the authenticity and genuinity of, of him talking about it, it. It's hard to deny that it didn't happen. Damn near died uh, but he, from it. Yeah. But he, he's sitting there. He said that it was crazy. It can mimic anything he said. He'd make a cat sound meow, you know, baby crying. He said, I make a really good baby crying and this thing could do it better. No matter what he did, dog, cat, I mean, you name it. It could do it better, mimic mm. it perfectly. So you hear these stories about you know women crying or people saying "Help me" in the woods. Yeah, makes you makes you wonder. You know, there's there's definitely some uh, some good and some bad. Just like we know people are good and bad, and we understand there's some good and bad Bigfoots. And if somebody's trying to lure you into the woods. Yeah, that'd be a good way Crazy to do it, right? Witch, Mike, once you tell about the guy with the woo-woo and the peanut butter jars. <laughs> <laughs> he, wants, he wants you to tell Mike about that. No, I'll let you tell him about that one. Why do I always <laughs> tell the story? Yeah, I just tell the story. All right. So there, I don't even remember the guy's name now. I thought you wanted my woo woo and peanut butter jar story. Oh, you got, okay. you got one? Let's let's no, hear it. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, got, you got to hear this, Mike. I mean, Mike, this is this is this is crazy. This guy got on our air and was crying. 
He was begging people not to feed these these Sasquatches, not to give them. Brian, I think maybe. Oh, I can't, I remember, can't remember. I have to go back and look at the episode. So he was gifting he every down. day. Every He's day he's going out in the woods. Big Sam's. We're talking big peanut butter jars. Every day, yeah. six days a week. Mm-hmm. And he it got to the point. Clothes, well, yeah. Same backpack, and he would clap every time he went in the woods. Let him know, hey, I'm here. So, right. yeah. Huh. Well, he would get these jars back. Lids on. Empty. Got to the point where he started dating them and dating them, dating the lids too, so he can see if they they end up sometimes matched together, sometimes they're ma- not matched together. Oh. Huh. Um, but uh, the the crazy part is, and why he was crying is that he, what he got sick or something like that, yeah. and he couldn't yeah. he couldn't keep going out to the woods. Um, then there was reports because he wasn't living where he was going out, but it was adjacent to some residential area. And apparently these Bigfoot got pissed off. They weren't getting their peanut butter. So they started visiting the neighbors mm-hmm. and causing problems. Banging and on I don't, houses, I don't remember. ripping vinyl sidings, throwing the damn jars at the houses. Wow. So the peanut butter jars were showing up on their lawns. They're peeping in their windows, freaking people out. And he was trying to make it uh, as a, a public service announcement. Don't don't feed the bears, you know. Don't feed the bigfoots. Yeah. Huh. Um, and basically, he he got, uh, you know, he had the park service basically kicking him Fish out. Wildlife, yeah. Uh-huh. They had to put up trail cameras, get his license plate number, to pay his ass a visit. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, "Quit feeding the bears." And he's like, <laughs> "What do you mean bears?" And he hmm. he would not. They would not say Sasquatches. One wow. family was so upset, Mike. They put their house up for sale. That's wow. how distraught they was. And this guy hmm. said that Sasquatch feces was so big he had to break it in half to put it in his cooler. He's like, but don't tell my wife. It's in, it's the, in freezer. the freezer. Yeah. He said it stuck <laughs> up his truck for three days. Nope. That's how nasty it was. And I said, where is it now? He said, it's in my freezer. But he was still crying. Please, people don't feed him. But he's got he's got he's got feces in his freezer. Peanut butter poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's just a wild story. So yeah, if you if you're gonna feed them, gift them once and don't be re- repeat gifting or or I don't know. It's, it's just probably a bad it's idea. A, it's a very slippery slope when you get yep. to feeding feeding wild animals. You know, it's it's uh, especially when they get you get into a habit of it, like like this guy did. You know, mm-hmm. and then when you stop, I don't know, something bad could happen. Well, down. Down here in Florida, there's a big no-no. Don't feed the gators, and reason yeah. being, and I've seen them. I've seen like a little tiny four-footer in the pond. Chris, you feed them Reese's butter, baby, peanut butter cup. Oh, not 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 consistently. <laughs> it's we don't go out every day. We're well, maybe once uh, that particular area, maybe once every couple months. Um, so it, it's a gift, literally. But um, no, as far as the gators go, they people think it's cool we'll feed the gator he comes over eats food eventually what happens uh, over a little bit of time gator starts seeing people 
people equals food. So that gator gets big enough. Guess what becomes food if you don't have food? Yep. You know, they start correlating that those two things together. I remember seeing a little tiny four footer. I mean, that's, I mean, it was even maybe smaller than that. And you come right on over. Normally a gator, just like any wild animal doesn't know people. It'll, it's, it's going to run. It'll keep its distance, but you can tell the ones that have been fed because they'll come right to you. Just like, uh, like camp bears. They'll come, come right Correct. over to, to the, to the campsite. You know? Rock, raccoons, all the mm -hmm. same thing. Yep. Most of them will stay away unless they're used to people and food. I had a, a a raccoon in Indiana, and the thing was out during the day. And I was like, I went up to the park coast, and I was like, "Is this is this a problem?" You know, he's like, "Oh, did it come after you?" I'm like, "No." It's like, "No, it's fine." Then I'm like, "What the?" I was like, "Okay," but the thing the thing like jumped up on my table. I was like cooking hot dogs, and the thing like jumped up on my table and tried to steal the hot dogs out of the boiling water. It's like, what the? What's going on, man? <laughs> Calm down. I haven't even finished cooking them yet. <laughs> I know. Let me finish cooking them first. Jeez. Brazen. That's crazy. Yeah. You should. Yeah. In Canada, you get fined for feeding the wildlife because elk get, elk get sick. Well, I think any wildlife would probably be a bad idea. They really, you really shouldn't mess with them. Let, let them fend for themselves. That's my take on it. Other than Reese's once in a while for a Bigfoot. <laughs> and that's actually that's actually Mike Aguilar has been doing that for a couple of years, so I, I'm not going to interfere with him. Now, do you what so. do you think about these creatures able to cloak uh, like predator? Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen uh, I've never seen that happen, so I can't say either way that that it can or can't happen. I'm I mean. I'm to the point where um, it was, it's like a flesh of blood thing. So we, we don't know anything that could do that in like, you know, today's time. So I, I don't know um, if I, I got to see it to believe it type of thing. What do you think about the hair on Bigfoot? The hair on Bigfoot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? What color is the polar bear? You asked me this last time. It's black. Right. So, with reference to Bigfoot, how well they can blend in, right? Oh, yeah. You've, see, so, you've seen their hair or pictures of their hair in their microscope, right? Mm hmm How they look kind of scaly and actually rather clear. Yeah, yeah. Translucent. And also, right. they don't have right. the Mandela line or Mandela right. line inside yeah. of it. Yeah. So, hey, you, you know... A, a good a good thing when it comes to like cloaking and stuff like that um we didn't know years ago when we were doing our our research and stuff and and exploring all these animals and stuff and in the amazon we came across the electric eel we had no idea what electricity was back then right so so we're just we're we're just going through and this thing all we know is if you get close to it it zaps us and that's the that's the the craziest thing because now we now we understand what it what it what happens but imagine back then having no idea what this thing is you know and that could be how we look at bigfoot today you know mm -hmm. this this uh who knows and i think that's a good good very very good possibility one of the reasons why there's the the g-men don't want us to or they're so mm. interested in that technology. 
Yeah, because there, there's be. there's something there to be found. I mean, it's obvious. I think it if you have an 800, 900, 1200 pound gorillas walk around the woods, we'd be finding them. Mm. But these these things are incredibly intelligent. There's something else to them that we can't put our finger on. And uh, Rebecca, to answer your question, that was Mike Scott that had the female serenading him, not me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming he back. Uh, hopefully next week and next next Wednesday. Because she said something about that. Wasn't that one of the shows where Chris had a female serenading him? Ne next step is dating, right? I'm like, no, that wasn't me. That was Mike. The other Mike. But, I was going to say, Mike, not me why, either. No. Yeah, but Mike, why don't you say, I don't know. I mean, how come we don't have better pictures and videos of these creatures or animals or Bigfoot, whatever you want to label them at? Yeah, well, the average Bigfoot sighting lasts about five seconds. So uh, if I say take out your phone and go uh, open your camera and, would, and get a clear picture of me within five seconds, it's going to be very difficult for you to do. Put on, put on that, uh, <laughs> on top of that, Bigfoot's probably moving. So you have a moving creature. And uh, even on top of that, you see it and your adrenaline is go adrenaline's going so much, you're going to be shaky and your phone's not going to, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's just, they don't uh, even think they're so in awe about the situation that they don't even, it didn't even cross their mind until it's already over. Then they're like, yeah, oh, a, lo shit, a, a, a lot of people you know? that I've talked to, even when it comes to Bigfoot footprints, like they come across a Bigfoot footprint and they have their phone in their pocket and they're like, oh, I forgot to take a picture of it. It's like one of those kind of things. It's like, huh, you know, I guess it, uh, in the moment, you know, you never know how you're going to react to it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you're, you're in shock that you saw a Bigfoot. That uh, it, it might not be the first second in your mind. Like, oh, I need it. Let me get my camera. And then, yeah. then again, how long does it take you to get it? It takes me probably over five seconds just to get my camera up. Oh, yeah. I, mean, that's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know some people my, will find my, um, my big camera, my filming camera, uh, I film for the episodes, uh, takes about seven seconds for it to turn on. Uh, so that's why I always wear a body camera, uh, just in case. Uh, you know, if you had the head cam, if you had a head cam on all the time, would it work or would they turn off? Yeah, this would, that's exactly what I'm saying. The body camera, same thing is uh, I use that all the time. It always works. It records night vision, also has GPS on it, which is really cool. So, um, is that like a GoPro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. GoPro, except this is, uh, this is like a police body camera. It's a little cheaper. Okay. How long does the batteries on those things last? Because I know the GoPros, man, you might get, an hour hour and a half at best i mean it's it's still a decent amount of time you know but oh, these these go for probably about 20 hours or so oh so that's pretty good yeah that's the downfall of the gopros they don't last a super long time yeah yeah when they're recording 4k quality you know tends to go pretty quick that's a good question yeah it is i don't keep one of those on i should maybe look and invest in one so Ken yeah. asked, do they turn the cameras off for any time? Or because we hear no. that they drain batteries allegedly and so forth. So yeah, the only thing that I've noticed, uh they, they've never turned the camera off on me. Um uh I know uh my main filming camera does uh does uh drain the batteries do drain very quickly, and so does my voice recorders. 
but I think that's just because they use a lot of battery. I don't think that's anything that has to do with, with Bigfoot relating, you know, to, to drain energy or anything paranormal or anything like that. I just think it just they just drain a lot of battery. Okay. Good. Interesting. So what's your uh, biggest goal by, by researching and being out in the field? Yeah. Um, so the main mission show like my mission statement of the show and and the reasons why i go around and do uh do all these uh library presentations and stuff like that is 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 to get friends and families off the couch and outside into nature more uh, i think it's imperative nowadays especially post covid and everything with with uh with with you know, everybody's just so attached to their phones nowadays, especially the younger generation. So I would just challenge anybody to get off the couch and see that, take that waterfall hike that you've been, you know, procrastinating and, and putting off for for years and whatever. Go and take that hike and see something that you wouldn't see sitting on the couch every day. That's that's the, the main reason why I do what I do. Nice. Uh, hey, really, you we need to go old school, tripwire hook. And photos, light box, exposure time be tricky, but no electronic frequencies to be detected by them, maybe. You know, a lot of people are going old school technology and they're and they're saying that they're getting a little bit better results. So who knows? Mm -hmm. hmm. So that could be a possibility. Yeah, no, no uh frequency. That's true. That's that's a good idea. It's um triple well, I like that idea. The the gimlin. Patterson yep. Gimlin was a little winder. It wasn't like the standard kind of electronics. Here, uh, Grizzly, I'm going to uh, forward this to you. If you want to pull this up and play out? it. Yeah, I got to play this for everybody. I knew oh, it. I knew this it. Is I just, see this is just going to be too funny. <laughs> I just sent it to you on your Facebook message. All right, stand by, ladies and gentlemen. I got, I do have my Facebook up for a change, so I just got to click on this, and I just got to hit enable audio. So we're gonna play the whole uh, thing oh, here. <laughs> yes, lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, you wanted to go viral. This is how you do it, right? <laughs> hey, let's do it. All right, here present. Let me make sure hit the audio screen here. Or the odd, not the audio screen, the audio button. I always forget to hit that. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Stand by and action here. <laughs> well, I don't hear anything. No audio yet. Uh, call? No, yeah, there Mike. I'll film over. There it is. Yeah. Stand up here. Different perspective. He stands on. Oh, I thought he was just standing on the picnic like, table. Do it over the water. Yeah, just it because is. I. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Where was this, Mike? Uh, my my Akahachi. No, uh, no. my. Ak Hold on. Yeah. Two, one. There it is. There I go. <laughs> he just blacked himself uh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was seeing was stars, that, man. That was that was. Just, uh, 
I was just uh, I was out, out in, in no man's land for a second. <laughs> I did a Bigfoot con. I just passed out. I got that on film too. <laughs> yeah. And nobody helped me up. Season. Yeah, they just let you lay Season there, man. I make I know, yeah. you. <laughs> He's a survivalist. You could just left him. And he takes a sip of liquor right out of his camel ladies and It's hilarious. Unbelievable. Well, Mike does a really good job with his shows. Uh, I enjoy watching his videos on YouTube. They're, they're a blast. So if you haven't seen them, definitely the, jump into his channel on YouTube and, and like and subscribe. And uh, you'll enjoy them for sure. Yeah, at Shadow of Red How Eye. else can they yeah. reach you? Yeah, it's uh, YouTube is at Shadow of Red Eye. We have a website, shadowofredeye.com. Uh, that has all of our stuff. We have an Etsy that we sell a bunch of cool Bigfoot jewelry and stuff on. Uh, you can find that through our website. Um, and our Instagram is Shadow of Red Eye, and our Facebook is In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. So, yeah, if you guys can subscribe, that would be awesome uh, to the YouTube channel. I'm like, um, I'm like right here when I'm making money on YouTube. So, so subscribe, wow. people. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, everybody. Cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> Ninja Day says. Who needs alcohol? We know how to have the best fun times. That's right. Yeah, make sure, ladies and gentlemen, go out there. And just, that was funny, Mike. I got to admit it. You're just like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the shakes going on and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm glad you guys had an opportunity to come back. I'm glad. And thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah, no, thanks great. for having me. Thanks for the invite. I, I had a good time. It was, it was a fun time. I can't believe the hour is 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 uh, over and past now. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it goes by so quick. It really does. But, uh, yeah, we'll have you back on. And uh, make sure, everybody, uh, go out there and pay him a visit. And uh, from coast to coast around the world, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. We'll catch you soon. Ain't that right, Chris? Yep. See you. See you Wednesday. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Mike. See ya.